0: Ooh, that was interesting. It was like connecting to cloud server. I was like, what is that? (laughs) All right. Hi everyone. Welcome, happy Friday. Thanks for coming by for tea and contemplation. So we're gonna go ahead and make ourselves nice and comfy. We're gonna get right into it. We're gonna start the hot water. Make sure hot water is ready to go. Make sure that our space is feeling as welcoming and as fresh as possible today, just something that I, you know, we can allow the change of the season as we're progressing more and more towards summer to help shine some awareness into the, the freshness that we bring to our practice, the freshness we bring to our space. So considering where we're sitting, how we're sitting, where we're oriented in our room, what we're looking at today, what is in our tea space that is intentional, what is helping to create a, a place where we can just pause and we can rest. That's really what this is about, especially this month as we consider our theme of how much do we need, all right? So there may be the, the idea of how much we think is supposed to go into this and all of this stuff and all of the time and everything. There's also how much do we actually need? And the acknowledgments that, that can change throughout the year. So take a moment as you are just making any last little minute settling and making things cozy and comfortable. That the, the things that are actually in your space are things that are intentional. Things that have a freshness to their energy. And if they don't have a freshness to their energy, what might be something small that you could do to help make it seem like they're more present. Maybe it just might be something simple, like moving a little flower, a little bit of a different way, turning a house plant that it's facing you in a different direction. The intentionality of where does the handle face on your kettle, that it's a, a particular way so that you can get your tea kettle. Where's your tea bowl? Is it centered in front of you? Does it feel that right where the eyes naturally want to look. Let's think if there's anything that you could do to invite that freshness into the space as you're settling, in addition to making the body comfortable. And then once you feel like things things are going pretty good, let's take a moment to actually just notice how we're feeling today. So intentionally adjusting the posture on the chair or the cushion that we're sitting in. Intentionally allowing the hands to be open, to relax in the lap. We're taking the fingers a little bit wide. We can feel the space of the air in between the fingers and around each fingertip. Feeling the air in the palm of the hand even. Like you can hold a little breeze. Just following the awareness of that air up from the fingertips and the palm to the wrist, the forearms and the elbows, the upper arm. seeing if you, you can feel the air anywhere the skin is exposed. Seeing if perhaps you can even feel the comforting presence of the air beneath the clothes or against the clothes. A little space between fabric and skin. I'm just noticing this lightness of energy that the season brings with it. That we can feel these little nuances and these little shifts in atmosphere more noticeably. Just notice how you're breathing today, how it feels to take an in breath, how it feels to release. And allow yourself to entertain the question is this enough? Is it enough to just sit here noticing the feeling of the air and noticing the feeling of your breath? And that's okay if the answer is no. If the answer is no, maybe ask yourself why in the most friendly and open and curious way possible. What is it in the body that signals you need something a little bit different? You might need something more. Where does that come from? And if the answer is yes, if this is perfectly okay for you right now, to notice your sitting and notice your breathing and notice the feeling of the air. Take a moment to really relish and enjoy in the gratitude of wow, finding finding a yes. What does that feel like? Let's pause here for another moment or so, just noticing the breath, and just noticing how we feel today. And when you feel ready to move on, no rush, just the awareness of feeling that you're ready to move on, You know, ready to invite into our practice consideration for our tea. We can turn our full awareness and our attention to the tea that we're calling in today. Picking it up with our hands and just taking a moment to Observe this tea, observe the tea that we are sharing with ourselves today. Today is actually International Tea Day. International Tea Day is a day where we recognize the importance of the people who produce our tea for us, who grow tea, people around the world who harvest each one of these leaves who transform fresh tea into the finished tea that we hold. Bringing your tea that you have today to the nose. Allowing the breath to mix with the tea. noticing what it feels like energetically for the breath to be directly interacting with something else other than just the internal space in the body? What do you notice in your tea today? What stands out for you? with the awareness that it might not be something that you notice about the tea, but something that you notice about yourself. You notice where the mind goes, where the body is going. Invite yourself to consider how this experience could be different than a previous experience of breathing with the tea. that we can go backward in time and forward in time and also be in the same moment. Whenever you're ready, go ahead and serve yourself a little portion of tea that you feel that you need today. Just placing some leaves in your tea bowl. It's noticing noticing the, the motion of the fingertips as you do this, your habit energy that you might have for how you pick up the tea and how you place it. And then we can get our hot water. It's ready. It's moving in our space any way that we need. Appreciating the movements itself, being able to get our water. And once we have our kettle in hand, just pausing for a moment, just observing this transition point, almost like the transition point between two poses in yoga. We notice the breath, we notice the feeling of weight and position of weight in the body. Before intentionally and actively choosing to begin pouring our water. Like nice and slow. Seeing if each leaf can interact with the stream of the water. And that we can watch the steam rising into the air and forming cloud shapes. you've added your water let's go ahead and take the hands alongside the bowl today and any part of the hands or the fingers could be touching the bowl if that feels comfortable it might feel nice to have the sensation of warmth or if it feels a little too hot this time of year you can just have the hands a a little slight distance from the bowl just enough so that you can feel the warmth coming off of the bowl and that it can feel like the sensation of the hands are holding that warmth. And allow your awareness to really notice that sensation from the fingertips, and the space between each finger, into the palm of the hand base of the thumb and out to the tips of the thumbs, the awareness that you are holding something, the awareness that you're holding something, even if you're actually not picking up the object that we call the table. you're holding is the space for possibility. This open space for exploration. And we can think of this in a few ways. We can think of it as wide, unbound, idea of what sitting with tea can be in our mind, the possibility that exists in our consciousness. We can also think about it as something that we actually hold, something that is small, something that we can scoop up, something that we can Almost miniaturize. We can carry it in the body. We can carry it in the body everywhere we go. So that's what it feels like to have awareness of the idea and the practice of tea beyond the hands space around you beyond the hands, beyond the body? And also, what is it like between the hands, what you can actually hold? Can we have that awareness of both at the same time? And then now if it's comfortable to pick up the tea bowl, let's pick up the tea bowl and bring it to our nose and see if we can notice the layers of breath. So what is the first layer that we notice right when the tea comes to us? and what is the middle of that inhale like and the end of the inhale like, the full depth of it. And then working in reverse as we exhale, what is the first part of the exhale like? The middle and the completion of the exhale. follow your breath with the T for a few cycles in and out, noticing each of these three parts, beginning, the middle, and the end, just the, the texture of them, the sensation, how deep they go. Notice which part you're drawn to the most. And what kind of physical reaction that brings up for you. So perhaps on the inhale, maybe it's just that first little breeze of fragrance that lifts you up, that brings you back to the present moment. And that's really what you need. You don't need to draw in a super deep breath. don't need to hold it. That just that first little whisper is really what does it for you. You might, for example, also be drawn to the texture of the exhale and the length of it. Noticing how breathing with the tea helps us to observe the full intricacy of what it's like to just let go and release the breath in a way that can help slowly draw tension from the body. If you're ready to move on from the breath for a moment, take a sip of our tea. And noticing with this first sip today, what it's like to add just a little bit of something into the space of something else that is expansive that first sip of tea can make us very aware of the largeness, the space that is us inside the body. Because for a moment when the first sip is in our mouth, it feels very present. It feels like it fills the whole space and captures our attention. And notice where does that attention go? Where does that feeling of space go as we swallow the tea before taking a second sip just see can you notice that first little bit of tea can you feel it somewhere inside the body and it's okay if the answer is no sometimes it takes a little bit more movement and more interaction for us to really feel it but just notice because it can be different Any given day or any given tea, can you feel that first little bit of tea somewhere in the body? Where is it? And what is the area immediately surrounding that space, like wherever that space might be? And before taking the next sip, see if you can notice, however small, however almost imperceptible, what little difference you might feel after just one sip of tea. If there are maybe even just one or two words that could describe how you feel after the first sip. What comes to mind? you feel ready, go ahead and take a second sip. Here too, noticing what it feels like to add a little bit more, and also what it feels like to hold a little bit less, notice as you look down at your bowl. It's just a little bit less tea that you hold outside of the body, outside the self. Notice the bowl that you hold, there's a certain depth to it. There's a physical boundary that is that bowl of tea. This measured amount, this measured quantity of tea. What does it feel like to hold that tea, to physically have it between the hands and put that in comparison to how it feels internally, to have just a few sips of tea inside the expanse of the body. When you feel like taking a little bit more tea, just considering these two unique feelings and sensations. the tea that we hold, the tea that is external, this outside of us that we can see, it has a gravity in the hands, it has a volume of water, it has a certain depth and layers to its depth. As we get closer to the leaves and the flavor changes and deepens, How does that understanding shift when we actually turn the lens inside the body, inside our own inner world experience, now interacting with that T? What does it do once it becomes part of us? Just taking as much tea as you need for that little contemplation, that little noticing, playing with that idea. There doesn't have to be an answer. Maybe there's just more possibilities, more questions. And just see what it feels like to notice. And perhaps adding more hot water if you need as we continue our exploration today around this idea of depth and breadth of our practice.
1: such a beautiful tea practice, Suze, thank you. I really appreciate being encouraged to pay attention to this um, external element of the practice in the hands, the sensation in the hands holding the bowl, and at the same time bringing awareness to this inner space, which, you know, we could say is literally deeper um, and noticing the distinction, it uh, helped me see that sometimes depth makes the position that we were at prior to depth like almost um, categorically different. Whereas I think before that moment, I thought about depth as being like a slow, um, continuous expansion of that which I understood at the surface. And maybe sometimes it is, but also maybe sometimes the movement into depth really transforms the entire endeavor. When I took my first sip this morning, I felt this really interesting and um, tangible sort of bloom in the front of my palate near the roof of my mouth. It sort of felt like um, a little steam was rising right into that space. And that helped me suddenly have a really detailed sort of view of the roof of my mouth and my throat and even a little bit down towards my collarbones. I just really felt this internal space really, um, really clearly. It actually made me think about how, wow, this is such a great, this is a really accessible way to help yoga students understand the central channel. Um, and the way that it manifests kind of near the base of the skull. And we talk about it a lot, but it's hard to feel. Um, and suddenly taking this, this sip of delicious tea, I was like, oh, this, this would be a good intro to yoga uh, experience. It also helped me to really perceive that because I had been called to this external focus first. Right? And the, just the difference between feeling in my fingers and feeling in my throat. And I highlight that because this, I feel, is an argument for breath to have um, a kind of expansiveness to one's inquiry or engagement to move across different subjects or types of people or types of activity um, because it's actually through the contrast between things that we're able to really perceive deeply right it's like oh you know i like imagine if the only music in the world was uh, jazz, you know. <laughs> I guess that's a very that's we could we could take all morning thinking about that. But um, <laughs> that it's sort of through hearing like country western that you're like, oh, these are some of the structures of jazz, you know. And I think a lot of things are like that. And this, of course, speaks to one of the The shadows, I guess, or, um, yeah, let's just call it a shadow. One of the shadows of depth, right, is that um, the conversation can become so insular, right, that it's almost unrecognizable to other people and um, that there is a degree of kind of grounding, I think at any level of practice, there's, a, there's a, a way in which being aware and somewhat conversant with contrasting things helps us stay sort of grounded. Um, because at a certain point, you know, if you move so deeply into a particular rabbit hole, you forget that you're underground. It's just like, oh, this is, this is reality here. One of the most resonant moments I had in studying with uh, Richard Freeman, a, a really incredibly brilliant um, yoga teacher who I was fortunate to spend a month studying with a few years ago. You know, I'm in this intensive with him and so we're doing you know, a few hours of postural practice and a few hours of uh, philosophy and chanting, um, theory of anatomy, it's just like really rich. And you know, he's this uncanny person who's like, and at that time, probably in his early 60s, and just uh, an incredibly like reptilian body, I have no idea how he's, able, <laughs> how he's able to get into and maneuver into these forms at that age, it's incredible. Um, perhaps speaks to the depth of his engagement with his practice. Maybe it speaks a little bit to his genome. You know, I don't know, Uh, probably both. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he's in the middle of showing us this wide-legged forward fold. And it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty impressive posture. And he kind of, he gets into it in this, in this very Richard Freeman way where everything feels very long. And it's like, oh, wow, you can really see the detail of this body as he moves into the shape, and he's lowering his chin towards the floor. And as he gets there, he says, uh, and remember, you can do this posture perfectly and not be practicing yoga. And it's not an unfamiliar idea to me, but I think it was something about seeing someone who is sort of achieving an almost like um, idealized or perfected form to speak to that, felt, felt powerful. Um, and so, you know, what does that mean? At any, at any depth, we can sort of lose our depth. I think that's the paradox, really, right? It's like, we can, we can go really deeply into something and lose the juice of it also somehow in my own experience this is where breath is useful to like take a break Um, experience something new be able to move into a subject with a beginner's mind and then bringing some of that freshness back to wherever you feel is you know your center in in your practice your engagement with the world there's something about the mind and the way that it holds patterns where Grooves get deeper And somehow the senses seem to get duller when that happens Like the more I'm The more I'm stuck in a rut in terms of maybe um, Well anything (laughs) I think this really applies in any any context of life the more that I feel sort of stuck in a rut the less fresh everything feels, the less crisp. And of course, that is one of the primary reasons that I do embodied practice, Um, my like formal yoga practice, where I'm in a room doing things with my body by myself. That feels like um, an attempt at dissolving that stuckness so that I might even return to um, a similar pattern, but somehow its it feels like it has the crispness of that first sip again.